Today on The Beats, I have a very special guest. Once again, we have Dr. Frank Plaus from the Paracelsus Clinic joining us. And last week, as you know, we discussed, or two weeks ago, rather, bees and bee venom and all the beauty and bounty that bees give us. And today, what we're discussing is mistletoe and one of these amazing natural remedies, once again, and its incredible wisdom and why it's so different than any other plant medicine. Please join us as Frank Plaus really hits it on the head today with mistletoe and explains the immune modulation components, the phagocytosis, and all the amazing aspects of mistletoe and how you can use it just to modulate your own immune system, or you can use it in adjunct to any kind of cancer therapies. You're not going to want to miss this one on the beats. This week, I want to talk about mistletoe to get people to realize that all this stuff in nature actually kills you in different ways you got to learn. So I'm very excited about talking about mistletoe. When we talk about mistletoe and mistletoe therapy, we're actually talking about the plant preparation we're using in cancer conditions, adding to many other naturopathic methodologies or treatment options. And um, we're talking about the Viscum album, the European mistletoe. And there are many species, but the European mistletoe obviously is the most uh, investigated and the most used worldwide because our usually German suppliers like Iskador, Helixor, and Nova Viscum and all the others take it or take the substances from European mistletoe. And um, it adds perfectly to other um, treatment options we have in cancer conditions, but not only in cancer conditions, and that's what we very often forget. It's also used widely in arthritis, uh, cases of rigid hypertension, and even in epilepsy situations, we can um, find a way to use it successfully. And we have, since very long time, the ointment treatment, specifically in auto-maxillofacial surgery, we use them in uh, basal yomas, in hyperkeratosis, in those, um, you know, we call them senile or senile keratosis. If you have so much light exposure that it gets, you know, to your, to a certain cancer precondition of your skin. And, um, but what we're talking about today, I guess, is the one we use subcutaneously and even intravenously. The well, one that's even. I, I want to talk about just in general, like give them a basic understanding because so many people in this country don't even know what mistletoe is. Like they think about mistletoe at Christmas time, kissing under it. And that's about the extent of it. Well, that, that's of course a tradition we still have. And it derives from Victorian England, actually this tradition that you had to kiss or that you were allowed as a man to kiss a woman under a mistletoe, otherwise, um, she would have bad luck or um, would never marry or this, this um, um, theory or tradition coming from European um, folklore thinking uh, was even um, the tradition of Celt Celtic Druids in even pre-Christian 
um, thinking, where the mistletoe, because it never withers, and it's an evergreen that people thought in Middle Ages also that this type of plant must be a symbol for eternity or eternal fertility and eternal life. And it would even protect yourself from evil spirits. So that's why you can find in mid, mid, uh, Middle Ages uh, households that the mistletoe was part of the room decoration. And um, even nowadays in most of the French speaking parts in the world like Canada, France, even in Western Switzerland, we have this tradition of kissing someone underneath the mistletoe bundle, nicely decorated. So that would mean nowadays longevity, happiness, friendship in that sense. And we still wish a happy new year uh, uh, nouvelle in French uh, underneath the mistletoe. So that's still a tradition used or um, celebrated nowadays. But um, it, it's a plant, as I said, and it's a semi-parasitic or hemi-parasitic plant, me meaning it has a thievery life. But I don't think this should be a negative aspect because semi means that the, that the parasitic portion of the mistletoe actually reduces itself that once it has access to the conductive tissue or the circulatory system of the tree it grows on, then the photosynthesis of mistletoe reduces itself so far that it only almost becomes insignificant, but still the plant in a certain way takes care of the own nutrient supply depending on the light um, it exposes to. But mainly it reaches out for the host tree and the host tree's nutrients and water supply by planting or implanting itself to the branch of a tree. And that happens through a seed. If you look at the mistletoe bundle or clumps um, or bushes in a tree, and now in wintertime, you can really observe it very closely because the trees do not have own leaves. You see the green bundles of mistletoe and they always have leaves coming as pears. And then you see little white berries. And with, within these white berries, you can see a dark dot, which is the seed. And the mistletoe itself is very important for the um, bio-micro-ecological system within our forests here. In general, for the whole forest, not for that tree, but that for the whole forest, for we the whole that forest. create the ecological foundation in a of any kind of forest, all kinds of forests. Okay. Yeah, and there are many species. You have the American ones, there's the Australian ones, the even Asian and South American ones, uh, I mean, species of mistletoe, but I'm really talking about the European one. And it's for the ecosystem very important because it gives habitat to animals. It gives shelter, protection, food, and even um, a hunting area, um, like for insects, for birds, for mammals, even squirrels. Sometimes you can see nest into 
um, the, the bundles of mistletoe because it's so protected. And um, why I think mistletoe gives so much back to the environment is since it does not wither, it just drops from the tree onto the forest soil with all the richness it has taken away from the tree and fertilizes the ground floor again. So meaning there's a recycling system, nothing is wasted because if something dies down, even the nutrients die. But in mistletoe, it's different. It preserves the nutrients and water supply. When it falls down, it does not with, uh, wither and it immediately um, gives free the substances it took theory-wise from the tree, but it fertilizes the ground, the ground or the forest um, soil um, intensively with all the nutrients it took, so nothing is wasted. So this is why the, the, the condition of semi-parasitic doesn't mean that it actually takes away without delivering back. So um, it's, it's a botanical um, quality of this plant that it has both attitudes, gaining or, or taking away from the tree for the benefit of the animals living in the forest and at a final stage or period of life, soil to the forest. And on the other hand, um, giving habitat, food supply and shelter to animals, butterflies, as I said, or even birds, but it's the food supply is uh, the white berries. The birds love the white berries. And um, when it comes to digestion, um, the, the, the seed has a sticky, gluey-like substance in the surrounding. So when that seed passes the digestive tract um, of the bird, which happens quite rapidly, it still might glue to the end of the digestive tract. And meanwhile, you know, the bird wiggles the behind on a branch, this seed actually glues to the branch. And okay. then it can start germination. And why it became so sacred and holy and even recognized by the anthroposophical medicine and the Rudolf Steiner schools is because the germination process takes about nine months, the same as an embryo would in, you know, in the mother's- um, right. In a human species. Yeah, in the human species. Same amount of germination. Right, and the process of germination ends with some root there is a specific name for it, but I don't want to bother you with botanical names, but it's like a, a little anchor that is a root that goes into the branch and then tries to get access to the conductive tissue. And once that's happening, this happened, it, the plant is more or less autonomous, autonomous because it can um, grow. By um, itself, it, it's autonomous. Autonomous. So Autonomous. So once it, it it matures in the nine month time period, it can then autonomously live on its own because it's tapped into the circulation of the tree and all the nutrients of the tree. So it's parasitically taking from the tree, but it's also giving to all the birds, all the the wildlife in the forest. Yeah. And then when that the wild 
when that wildlife eats those white berries that has that six sticky substance, it then starts the whole cycle all over because now the mistletoe is re um, germinating in a tree and the type of tree that it germinates in will, will determine the type of mistletoe, but it also, the area of which it grows, whether that's European mistletoe versus American mistletoe is very different as well, correct? Right, very much so. So we in Europe, we use the mistletoe grown on different trees, different host trees, and the apple tree is one of the essential trees mistletoe grows on. Many patients who have been using mistletoe, like Iscador preparations, might wonder, specifically the breast cancer patients, why it's Iscador M. M stands for malice. Malice is the apple tree in Latin, because Garden Eden, you know, the apple was the evil part, that's why malice, the bad, is referred to the apple. So Iscador M is derived, is a mistletoe preparation deriving from the apple tree and used in breast cancer patients. And there are clinical trials, very good clinical trials actually, about the usage of mistletoe preparations grown on apple trees. But there are also others like the oak tree, which is Quercus in Latin. So that's why the abbreviation you find on Iscador preparations is Q for oak tree. Then there's the pine tree. Then there's the elm tree. The pine tree, of course, is like P and the elm tree is U because it's in German Ulme. And that's why they call um, elm tree preparations are as a host tree, elm tree preparations you. So that's why you find different um, host trees referring to these different host trees. And with like the apple tree versus the oak, like what's the difference in the mistletoe? Why the apple tree for breast cancer? Yes, it's the, it's the essentials you take away. So it's a concentration because each mistletoe contains substances. It's mostly proteins or uh, complex molecules that contain carbohydrates and proteins. So the, um, the main, um, how do you say, the main substances you harvest when you harvest mistletoe is the viscotoxin and the mistletoe. And the viscotoxin is something that's usually in the leaves. And the highest concentration of viscotoxins in the leaves you can find in summer, in June, around midsummer. And this is why parts are harvested in June, around that time, because we know the viscotoxins with the toxic qualities, you know, creating or enhancing um, apoptosis, cell death, and this way counteract the growth of tumor cells, that is the quality of this viscotoxins, toxin, which is in the leaves mainly. And it's like snake poison. It's a protein that works like snake poison and toxic to the cell. And it also enhances the natural killer cell activity. So it has immune modulation properties as well. And it also enhances the activity of interleukins. Interleukins are those factors in us which enable us to 
make a communication possible between our immune cell and between the immune cell formation. We need T lymphocytes, we need B lymphocytes to um, um, actively attack something foreign or to mark something foreign. That's what B lymphocytes do. And it also enhances the phagocytosis, phagocytosis of necrotic tissue. So if cells die down, the, our immune system needs to take care of the garbage. And that's what mistletoe does as well. So coming to the visco or the miselectins, on the other hand, which we find in the branches and in the center of the mistletoe, and the highest concentration of this is in wintertime. It's exactly December, January. So now you will see Iscador employees harvesting those uh, mistletoes because of the concentration of viscolectins or mislectin, and that's a complex molecule, a combination of carbohydrate, combination of protein. What it does, it has enzymatic function, and that enzymatic function, it binds to the cells and then influence the bio, influences the biochemistry within the cell. And this biochemistry can then, or it's mainly attacking the DNA synthesis. So it's more like a slow impact on tumor cells. Meanwhile, the cytotoxic quality of viscotoxins has a fast impact. And it mainly attacks those viscolectins, mainly attacks the DNA synthesis. And that's what it makes different. And that concentration of viscotoxins, viscolectins, can be different from tree to tree and from time you're harvesting it. So imagine the Hisco, the, or any other, the mistletoe preparation takes at least a year because you want to harvest June, January, December, and then you combine those two because it's it needs to be added because you want to have both qualities in one liquid vial or ampule you are going to inject most often three times per week in different concentrations. You start very low with 0.01 milligram, but you can go up to 30 milligram and the combination of as an ointment, subcutaneous and intravenously, that's usually what helps the system to, um, to, to reduce the migratory and invasive quality of tumor cells, for example. That's what you wanna achieve here. And um, even though publications are made um, and there is um, at least some doubt because the methodologies of the investigations and the trials have not been correct or have been in discussion, I would say, still we can find that mistletoe is one of the safest substances with almost no adverse side effects. And it's a um, biological reaction modifier, meaning that it actually reduces also the um, side effects or the adverse reaction of chemotherapy. So um, that's why, why we say by lessening the um, most often very intensive side effects of a um, anti-cancerous drug, we use that um, biological response modifier as well. So it's also something in school medicine, at least in the German speaking clinics, it's a prescription 
for almost everyone. I mean, it has its limitations because you would never use it in leukemia or lympho lymphomas um, or in untreated brain tumors, but, um, or in pregnancy or during the lactation period. But still, the trials that we have seen specifically in Europe is in pancreatic cancer conditions, in um, breast cancer conditions, it's very well in head and neck cancer conditions. It's um, used um, very successfully and melanoma. So um, these are the trials you can find. Iscador provides you with many. And why there's so much discussion, that's what I wanted to say, is because you know the extraction methodology is different from each um, uh, supplier and you have different host trees, you have different harvesting times, and you have different preparations at the end deriving from different species of mistletoe. And then you want to, you know, have a methodology that's just, you know, randomized like in medication studies or general or um, allopathic medication studies. You can't because you cannot um, the compare very the mistletoe grown on the apple tree with us on the pine on the on the um, oak tree and then different cancer conditions colon cancer lung cancer breast cancer pancreatic cancer and this is why the oak tree for example is mostly used in male um, conditions cancer conditions so, so like the, what you're saying is if a person walks in a male walks in with prostate cancer you're not going to necessarily give them molly you might give them um crataegus but um, or I'm sorry, Q. Quercus, Quercus, Quercus is um, for the heart. Yeah, sorry, I was yeah, that was stuck in my mind. Quercus, Quercus for oak is oak, and then pine tree you might use for like the skeletal system. Yes, or even urological issues sometimes. Yes, but the most often used is actually the Quercus and the malice, the apple tree and the oak tree. And what is Francini? Because that's a term that has been used a lot. Is that just a form of Iscador's type? Yeah. Because it yeah. comes in that type. So Iscador and Helix are our manufacturers of mistletoe and they will use their own set of trees and they then use their own words. So Francini is just one of their, one of their types. It might be similar to what Helixer has, but they don't call it Francini. But they're both growing, like Molly is always grown on a um, on an apple tree because it means malice, meaning bad, meaning apple from the Bible, right? And then we've got um, uh, pine. I know you're laughing at me a little bit. That's okay. No, no, I'm smiling. You got it. You got it perfect. Well, it's, it's just, I, I think there's two things. One that we need to settle for people is they don't understand what, like if you look at mistletoe, it looks like a tumor growing on a tree. If you look at pictures of mistletoe in nature. No, it has a very specific growth. It's so sacred. It's so different from all other plants. You should see, hello? Oh. It's beautiful. No, I agree. It's beautiful. I you just- know, you, you see how it grows. It, it doesn't grow to the light or something, not depending on light, only in the germination phase. The, they are light depending, but then it grows tentripetal, you know, somehow like it always keeps the shape of a, uh, how to say, a clump or. Yeah, um, like a, a, like an, a, like a, just an addition to the tree. A like bowl, a, yes. 
Yeah, and, like and, and as, as I say, it's not parasitic, even though we call it botanically this way. It gives so much back, and it gives most back that it receives, because no other plant would give back what mistletoe does, and we even use it. You know, the 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 the, the, the substances within it, uh, the enzymatic quality about the mislectins and the viscotoxins with the cytotoxic aspect of it. It's, it's because wonderful. Because it's diluted and made into a homeopathic so that it gives the kind of opposite reaction to the body. Because I think we haven't had the podcast yet to explain homeopathy. That's coming up in a couple, in a, okay. to really understand homeopathy. So I, I, that's one thing I know that there's a lot of confusion about, I would say, in this country. So I think maybe if you could just give a quick understanding of how you're using the substance to do the opposite. Well, it does both. Well, it's not homeopathic. We are talking about plant. We're talking about phytotherapy. Mistletoe is a phytotherapy. Not a homeopathic, it's a phytotherapy. No, no, it's only the concentration of those. I'll explain to you the toxins and the lectins. These are the substances we extract from the branches and from the from the leaves, you know, depending on the time and uh, of the year, the, the branches are higher in concentration of lectins and um, the toxins in the leaves, which is in the summer. So we're really talking about real substance and the injections are given, have a different concentration have 0.01 milligram. So of and then you can increase the concentration of those lectins and toxins inside there up to 30 milligrams. So inducing your immune system, inducing the activity of the natural killer cells, um, taking care of the reproduction of interleukins. They are actively communicating with each other and making it happen that your immune system response um, comes up. And in addition, the phagocytosis activity. So you, you, you uh, cell lysis, um, the anti-angiogenesis is induced because of the natural killer cells function, but also of the toxin, the toxin that's in there that's killing the cells and not only bringing it to apoptosis, a malignant cell. And on the other hand, we have the, um, the lectins that work as an enzyme binding to the cell and then influencing the biochemistry or the biochemical processes within the cell um, actually um, more or less um, reducing the DNA synthesis so that reproduction of that cell is almost impossible. And this is what we extract and what is done into the vials. And then you inject it or the patient inject or learns to inject it to subcutaneously to his body. And we know that the highest concentration of those substances is within one to two hours after injection. So that's the highest concentration within the body. And in some patients, we even find these substances still active in your system after two weeks. So that's why you have these vials and between the um, iscridory, that's my favorite, so that's why I have to mention that all the time, but I'm sorry. Um, this is why you have a break between some of the packages of two weeks, because we know 
the two weeks, it's still active in your system. And the it highest- Immune modulated. So what that means is it stimulated your own immune system to do its proper action, which is cleaning up what's inside the cell. And now it has the proper information to do it, to remove the toxins that are creating cell differentiation. And you don't want cell differentiation. That's a cancerous state. And so then it changes the DNA replication. So it's not replicating bad cell information, which is basically keeping that, that body in that cancerous terrain. And so this changes the information and the ability of the cells to take their proper automatic action, which is cell detoxification and cell death, which occurs every single second of the day, all day long, and allows that to clean its own mess up through the mistletoe mechanism. Mm. Yeah, it's basically well understood. Yeah, um, with your words. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sorry for my vocabulary, like that but that's easier to understand, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I just trying to, you know, I mean, you, you made it so eloquent and beautiful, and I want, I'm trying to make it simple for the layman to understand that. Listen, if you're treating cancer or you want to modulate your immune system. This is just an adjunct therapy that can be used to assist your body's own healing capacities, whether that's you want to boost yourself for viruses, because there are things out there, let's say you're not dealing with cancer, right? You could still use mistletoe because it's, it's useful for arthritis and those type of autoimmune diseases, just not with lymphoma, leukemia, and um, what's the Untreated brain tumors and- Pregnancy. In pregnancy, yeah, lactation period, yeah, 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 yeah. It can be since we have the, these agents in liquid forms, we can give it subcutaneously, intravenously, and we even have ointments. So the the range of using these substances is well established, specifically in the German-speaking countries in Europe. And it needs some expertise because you need to select the concentration, you need to select the host tree, you need to know about those concentration differences, you need to know about what um, supplier produces, which kind of um, mistletoe, is that the exact one, is that the one that matches with your condition the best so that your body benefits the most, that your immune system is stimulated the most that in your case, the um, biological response modifier is used in a way that your chemotherapy won't have these side effects on you, lessens them. And um, the life, quality of life is also proven in many trials that this increases with mistletoe injections, with simple injections. Imagine how many people are suffering going through a process of getting rid of the cancer situation. And that really helps. And um, I mean, you take it on long term. I mean, you have to do it one year, two years, or even longer, depending on how your disease develops. But usually, this is so simply done. And the side effects are so few. I mean, after injection, it could be itchiness, redness, some little lump, maybe some core temperature elevation. Maybe some flu-like symptoms, maybe some fever, maybe some lymph adenopathy, meaning that the lymph nodes swell up. But that's something you want because right. you want to induce the immune system. Responses that your immune system is taking yeah. action. And 
just to clarify, Dr. Klaus, that these responses you're discussing aren't like days on end. This is like for an hour, for a couple hours at most that they get a quick fever, they get a little diarrhea, or they get a little rash, or they get a little something that indicates that their immune system is woken up. Right, right. It's, it's no longer dormant, and that's what you want to infuse because you want to take the best out of it. It should work again, and that's the natural way how our body shows, yes, okay, I'm working on this. You don't need to push me anymore. I'm doing my best here. You see the reactions. I'm concentrating on what you want me to do. So that's why I don't really see this as an adverse reaction or as something we don't right. want. I mean, the literature sometimes even describes this anaphylaxis. I've never seen this in these 20 years. I'm using it. So it's more or less something theoretically can happen. But if we uh, swallow something or if we ingest anything, can really cause an anaphylactic shock to us. The substance versus a homeopathic because it's an actual substance. So there's an actual potential, and that's just a CYA, I'm sure, of making, you know, anything can cause anything, right? But the reality is that uh, all the clinical studies and all the experience that I've seen, that you've seen, that so many of our colleagues have seen is that this stimulates the own ability for the body to handle the chemo, if nothing else, if it doesn't even just help the body deal with the cancer, it can also help the body deal with the side effects of the chemo to help the body get rid of the toxins and to help with that cell differentiation or the lack of cell differentiation by using those molecules. And mistletoe should be used with a practitioner. This podcast is not to be used as your medical advice today. This is purely to get some information out there to get people asking questions to their practitioners, finding out how you can access, whether it's Dr. Plus or many of the other colleagues in Europe, if you need access to them, maybe you're dealing with cancer, you know somebody's dealing with cancer. That's why we're here. We wanna educate you of all the different ways there is to deal with your, your body because your body has this amazing capacity to heal on its own and it's assisting it to get it to do that. And there are amazing substances out there on the earth already given to us that we just have to utilize and know how to use their expertise. And there are people like Dr. Frank Klaus, like Dr. James O'Dell wrote the breast cancer, the rest of the story where you can learn all about mistletoe there as well. But this was just to, to get people involved in understanding all the different ways and not just to get about cancer. I want to sidetrack this for a minute. Okay. Let's say they, again, they don't have cancer. Nobody has cancer. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Let's take a moment of silence for the day that nobody has cancer. Oh, so be wonderful. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Right? We could like, we could like go play in, in the water and have fun on paddle boats or something. Yes. And um, I mean, it all depends on our, on our environment of how we think. Um, what we eat is very important and how we mistreat our systems, our regulatory systems. But of course, we are living in a globalized world, so we have to work on this together. And that hopefully will be the task for all of us after COVID-19, because we've seen how we are all affected. Every country, every person, everyone, and those with high risks, even the elderly, you know, they looking upon a life of much toxicity, of many um, conditions that have added to their aging process. 
And I think many of them we could avoid if we would just be more responsible in what we eat, how we behave with our environment and how we can, yeah, support our bioregulatory systems much more um, intensively for the better. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much for your time today. And I, I know that we kind of jumped right in here when we started today, but he has, I, I didn't want to like do a proper intro because he had already started to go. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, it's perfect. It was perfect because they've already know you from the previous one that we did about biological medicine. We got a lot of great feedback about that because you made it very simple and you talked about regulation in a way that was different. And I really appreciate everybody listening to this and sharing this with people that you know, whether they are dealing with cancer, or they just want to understand their body and the amazing capacity of the body and using natural substances, but do yourself the favor, do the research, find the practitioners that align with this, that are knowledgeable in this, that have experience in it, that know what they're doing. And if you can't find them, reach out to NotMeds and we will help navigate those waters for you um, because there are few and far, but and great, great practitioners like Dr. Frank Plus at the Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland that are there for us for every step of our health journey to regain wellness, to thrive in this world, and to not be afraid of what's going on out there, but to to settle in the fact that what do I need to do to boost my immune system? I'm just going to have a little fun. I mean, honestly, I always have a little mistletoe in my refrigerator and we always just use it just every once in a while, just because it's good. It's just good. And I get a little heat and a little bit of, you know, flush and that's a good sign, meaning that it's taking action and it's great. And I learned years ago how to self-administer it and it doesn't hurt. It's great. And my son's about to be eight. So we'll probably start him in the next couple of years doing it once, once every couple of months or something like that, just to boost his immune. Right. Yeah, well, there are many other methodologies. Echinacea sure. is one, you know, the pelagonium plant, capland uh, um, geranium, we call it. So yeah. Of course. And well, the microbiome, watch your microbiome, that's important. Sorry, say it again. The microbiome is important yeah. too, to watch that certainly for your immune system to be boosted. So, yeah. But that would be maybe something we could talk about next time. <laughs> we can, we can talk about the microbiome and you brought up geranium, which is one of my favorite series remedies because it's great for the lymphatics. Yes, here we go. And and I have the flow prezzo sitting here because my next podcast is about lymphatics and flow prezzo because I somehow have been determined as the lymph queen here in the United States, which I happily will wear that badge because it, if you're looking at mistletoe, if you're looking at immune modulation, you got to look at the lymphatics, right, Dr. Plaus? Definitely, sure. I mean, there are many bioregulatory systems involved. And as I said in the earlier podcast, they have to be orchestrated together. Otherwise, we cannot deal with anything that's invading us or disturbing our existence to a high or lower extent. So lymphatics, that's one of the organ or systems. Our system is need or our bioregulatory system need very, very important. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for your time and another episode wrapped up here on the Beats with Kelly Kennedy. Thank you all for joining us and sharing. And thank you so much, Dr. Klaus, for giving us your time and attention today and for disseminating such wisdom about the wonderful mistletoe. 
Well, I couldn't exit the clinic anyhow because there's a lot of snow outside here. So we have massive snowfall at the moment. Oh, that's what I hear happens in Switzerland, which is why when I journey to Switzerland, it will not be in January or February. Most <laughs> possibly fun. not. Yeah, but you can have fun in the snow. I mean, that's we are the true. only country in with open, you can open have fun in snow. Pardon? Only in Switzerland can you have fun in the snow. Philadelphia, snow, not so fun. Switzerland, very fun in the snow. I do agree with that. That, yeah, we are the only country who has open ski slopes at the moment wow. with safety measurements. But um, yeah, we still can enjoy the, the air and the fun outside in the snow skiing. Well, go to Switzerland and swoop down those slopes and get yourself some mistletoe while you're there. And we'll see you next time on the beach. Yes, we have lovely ones in Valais. We have lovely ones. Good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Kelly. You.